He's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's the Mark K Show. Listen, like, share. Share being the operative word there, because if you don't share, it means you don't care. Just kidding. But if you don't share, it means that we can't grow the audience even bigger and better than it already is. I know what you're thinking. How could the audience be any better? All right, just bigger. The more, the merrier. That's what we like here, especially in this day and age. I'll tell you in just a minute why it's so important for you to share this broadcast, because for a lot of folks, it's the only way they're ever going to find out the truth about, well, pretty much anything. What's up, folks? I'm Mark K, uh, and I'm back. Man, what an epic week I had, or really weekend. Epic weekend. I went, I went first of all, from the inauguration, which was last, uh, last Thursday in D.C., Thursday and, wait, Friday. Sorry, I was there Thursday and Friday. Flew home, got in a car, took my son to Atlanta, Georgia, where we watched the Green Bay Packers get slaughtered get picked apart by the Atlanta Falcons uh, live in person. And man, I'll tell you what, I've never been in a place that was louder and more rollicking than the Georgia Dome for what was their final football game. And uh, congratulations to the Atlanta Falcons. My, you know, Here's the thing. My son's two favorite teams, for whatever reason, are the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons in that order. In that order. I know what you're thinking. Mark K., you're from Jacksonville. Why doesn't he like the Jaguars? And I was like, well, I mean, come on, you've seen them. You've seen them play. Anyway, since he's such a big fan of the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Patriots, and they were playing in like the next closest city to where we live, I felt it would just be an entire, it would be an impossible. It would be, it would be irresponsible of me as a parent to not take him to the game. Uh, so I did. And it was, it was an outstanding. So I had the inauguration. I had the NFC championship game. I'm back here today and we are ready for some podcast. And let's make podcasting great again, shall we? A couple things going on today that you need to know. Uh, here they are in order. Three. Three. Uh, first of all, Meryl Streep got an Oscar nomination. People think it's for her movie, but I'll tell you what it's really for. Also, Hillary Clinton got nominated for a Razzie Award. If you have no idea what that is, it's very exciting. And the rest of us are getting lies, threats, and jokes about school shooters. Uh, And that's going to happen for the next four years, which is very exciting. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, also today, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show you everything I brought back for you from the convention. I'm sorry, from the inauguration that I am going to include in the Deplora box. I'm going to package that up today. And then soon in, in just a minute, somebody Somebody will find out uh, if they're the lucky person getting said Deplora box. I know a lot of you, I know a lot of you would want, it's still not too late, by the way. If you'd like the Deplora box full of Donald Trump paraphernalia from the inauguration of the 45th president of the United States, all you have to do is go to iTunes, download the Mark K Show podcast, uh, make sure that you leave a five-star review on the on the uh, on the iTunes so that we can we can hopefully get to that new and noteworthy. Also, if you're watching on Facebook, please go ahead and hit that share button right now because we are about to get started. And I want to start first of all with uh, with something my wife said to me when I got back from the game yesterday. My wife was like, "Oh my god, I know you've been in the car for like five hours, but did you hear about Sean Spicer? Did you hear about Kellyanne Conway?" Did you hear about that woman writer from Saturday Night Live? Uh, you know, oh my gosh, it's only been a, a few days and and the Trump administration, they're making so many mistakes, they're falling apart at the seams. And that made me realize two things. Number one, I really need to cancel my cable because my wife is watching way too much CNN. Number two, she's also very lucky that I married her so that I can bring her the truth and help her weed through the fake news that is being broadcast over and over again by every single television network and media outlet uh, known to man and some that aren't even known to man. Uh, But this is something that's important to understand because this is just the beginning. For the next four years, there will be daily attacks 
daily threats, daily lies, daily fake news stories, and daily propaganda against Donald Trump, against his administration, and against every single Republican voter that voted for him. This will continue for at least the next four years, potentially the next eight. This is, we're talking about mainstream media, we're talking about social media, all any media that they haven't even, haven't even un- uncovered yet or created yet. They're going to pick apart every single thing that Donald Trump and his administration does and says, whether it's removing a page from the White House, which is the first thing they pounced on, whether it's taking away the Spanish language edition of WhiteHouse.org, uh, whether it's laying off government workers or, or tweeting about Saturday Night Live or anything else he happens to do. Donald Trump is under extreme scrutiny and every single action he makes for the next four years will be bad. It will be wrong. It will be awful. It will be an attack on minorities, on gays, on Hispanics, on women, on men, on aliens, on the poor, on the rich. He will not be able to stroke a pen without attacking some major faction, according to the mainstream media. This is the way it's going to be. This is the world we live in now. This is our new normal. Every single decision that he makes is going to prove that he's A, Vladimir Putin's puppet, or B, only cares about selling Trump-branded water or expensive Mar-a-Lago golf club memberships. That's all. Even as, even as these businesses and corporations here in America start to soften to Trump, even as they uh, step forward in Silicon Valley and these tycoons realize, hey, you know what? We are reaping the benefits of Trump's uh, regulation-slashing free market policies you know, more people will be getting better jobs and making more money. The money, the, the media will continue to attack. In fact, even more so because as they lose this war, as more and more people start to realize Donald Trump is not the Antichrist and that Donald Trump actually has some pretty good ideas when it comes to rebuilding our economy and running America and making America great again, they're just going to get angrier and angrier. This is, this is the angry, mean-spirited press. This is the world that we live in. The news anchor, as we know it, they're gone. They're long gone. We've known that for a while. We've known that for a while. Investigative journalism and unbiased reporting, they are no longer desired skills in the media industry. Nobody cares about that. If you can be an unbiased reporter, if you can do investigative journalism where you really get concrete proof before you write some kind of story and make some kind of bold claim about uh, a politician or major media personality, you're, you will be hard-pressed to find work <laughs> in the journalism industry. That's not what they want anymore. That's not what they want anymore. They want uh, people who can create internet hoaxes and get them to go viral. Or if you can write like kick-ass clickbait headlines. Man, if you can write a clickbait headline that gets 1,000 people to click on a link... In 24 hours, you have a job for life. You have a job for, you will run your own media conglomerate. Look at BuzzFeed, one of the largest media sources. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying. You're like, BuzzFeed, come on, dude. Okay, BuzzFeed is, for a lot of people, one of the major news outlets on the web. Sad but true. And they were built by a bunch of uh, tech types with no journalistic experience or uh, credibility, basically writing really crazy tabloid style headlines. They went to the, the, the National Enquirer and they looked at the bad boy headlines and the Weekly World News and they thought, we can translate this to the web. We could throw in some lists about, you know, the top 10 orgasms you've ever had and then throw in some little one minute recipes so people can make, you know, meatloaf in 30 seconds. And boom, we will have a winning website. And, they do, and that's where we are today. And it's just going to keep getting worse. 
Oh, and let's not forget about Twitter wars. Remember, there used to be TV shows where people would battle it out, you know, head to head. Crossfire, Hannity and Combs, all that kind of stuff. Long gone. All of those things have moved to Twitter because on Twitter, you have two opposing viewpoints that can just battle it out and trade barbs back and forth until at least one of them gets their account suspended indefinitely by Twitter like Milo Yiannopoulos did or until one of them is forced to suspend their own account and send out an apology like uh, like Katie Rich from SNL. Did you hear about this, by the way? Katie Rich was the SNL writer, and I guess still is the SNL writer because she was just suspended, that wrote this tweet about Trump's son, Barron, during the inauguration. Barron will be this country's first homeschool shooter. Yes, she's the mastermind be- behind the homeschool shooter tweet. She's a writer for Saturday Night Live, And I'm sure, I don't know about you, but I was shocked, shocked to find out that Saturday Night Live had writers. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I really, literally, I just thought they made that stuff up as they went along. I thought they were like, roll them. And Alec Baldwin came out in a wig and just started talking like Donald Trump. The fact that this stuff is pre-planned, that's even a more heinous crime, in my personal opinion, uh, because, you know, I've I've been watching that for years. And anyway, uh, think about this. People at Saturday Night Live... Their job is to watch press conferences. Okay, this is the real tragedy in this country. You have people at Saturday Night Live, they're getting paid to watch press conferences and presidential debates and the inauguration and then just write stupid little jokes about them. Okay, and I do exactly that for free. I do the exact same thing. I watch the inauguration. I watch press conferences. I watch the debates. I tweet out jokes about them and I get nothing. These people are making a living, man, a seriously good living too. And they're winning Emmy awards. Can you believe that? Plus this show has been on for like 50 years. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's an injustice. Um, I also have to admit though, I'm not really sure what's going on with NBC. If you've been watching NBC and if you've been following along for a while, they're acting very weird. First, they hire Megyn Kelly from Fox News, who is, you know, all right, so she's not the most conservative voice on TV, but still, she's from Fox News. It seems odd that NBC would do something like that. Then they suspend a writer from Saturday Night Live for an offensive tweet about Donald Trump. Now, this is a show that prides itself on creating content that is offensive to Donald Trump and the majority of American TV viewers. Why on earth? Would they suspend her? Maybe they suspended her because she didn't do it on the actual show and they couldn't get ratings for it. Maybe they were mad that she used it on her own personal Twitter account instead of using the tweet as a joke on on one of Alec Baldwin's Trump, uh, you know, inspired uh, skits. But this girl was suspended indefinitely. They even took her name off the show. She wasn't listed in the credits at all this past weekend at NBC. I mean, if this were CNN, she probably would have been promoted. They would have given her her own show. They would have made her a panelist on, or some primetime personality or something. She'd be, she'd be hosting New Year's Eve with Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin, but NBC suspended her. Now, don't worry so much. She'll be back. She'll definitely be back. This is, after all, the same network that caught Brian Williams just making stuff up live on the nightly news, and that dude still has a job. You know, but but this is the new norm. This will be every single day. All these reporters who are at the White House press briefings, they aren't listening to Sean Spicer to find nuggets of political importance and important new policy info that their readers and viewers can really truly benefit from and stuff that will directly affects their lives. That's not what they're doing anymore. No, these reporters are all waiting to hear any misstep or crazy phrase that they can pounce on and ridicule and be the very first to turn into a hashtag. Hashtags are the new Pulitzer Prize. Hashtags are the new Pulitzer 
Most journalists today would rather have a tweet or a video go viral than win a Pulitzer Prize for journalism. Now, I have no substantive proof or facts to back any of that up, but neither does anyone else in the media industry, so I don't feel too bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm in decent company. Every single day, that is the goal of the media. It's, it's to find some story or some headline that attacks Donald Trump. I mean, he's still being harassed about his tax returns. Lawyers are still scouring over his business interests, trying to find something sinister that is a, quote, impeachable offense. By the way, you're going to hear that term a lot in the next four years. Impeachable offense. Impeachable offense. That's going to be the phrase of the day. Donald Trump called Mexican rapists. Mexicans rapist. Is that an impeachable offense? Donald Trump just signed an executive order. That could be an impeachable offense. Is Trump's hair an impeachable offense? We interview DC's top hairdressers to find out. This is the kind of stuff you're going to be seeing and hearing a ton of over the next four years, but it's a trade-off. Okay. And we knew it. We knew it the whole time. We knew that by electing Donald Trump, we would be declaring war on the media. We'd be poking the beast. The Daily Beast, if you will. Uh, we knew that they were, they were, they'd be a sleeping dog. And by voting for Trump last November, we yanked its tail. And now it's going to attack and snarl and, and foam at the mouth and nip at our heels and hump our legs and whatever else angry dogs do. I don't, even, I don't even know. But think about this. It's better to have an effective president and a lying press than a lying president and an ineffective press. It's better to have an effective president and a lying press than a lying president and an ineffective press, which is exactly what we had for the last eight years. And if you just can't stand it anymore, if you just can't take the lies and the rumors and the threats and the violence and the angst, if you want to hear something positive and fun and inspiring and true, then just do what I do. Just listen to my podcast. <laughs> it's available on iTunes and everywhere else podcasts are sold. Uh, except it's not, except it's hundred percent free. Okay. Coming up right after this, what is going in the deplora box? This is the moment you've all been waiting for. Wait until you hear slash see all the amazing stuff I got for you at the inauguration. We're going to do it right after this deplora box. Here's what I did. I promised everybody who uh, went to the iTunes page and said, and downloaded and said, Hey, I would love, I would love for you to write me a five-star review. And a lot of people did. And thank you so much. What I promised was that I would fill this box up, the Deplora box. I promised I would fill it up with good stuff for you and give it away. And that's what I'm going to do. Uh, that's what I'm going to do right now. This Deplora box, and this very box, see Donald Trump and Mike Pence are both on it. And we've got the, the seal of the United States American flag. This is the box. And I'm going to wait till you see what I brought back from DC. It's very, it's very, very exciting. <laughs> it's very, very exciting. So this is the deplore box, and we're going to fill it. Now, I, I told you already that I was going to fill it. This is the pen I got on uh, on election night from a lovely young lady who said, take this pen. It's a Donald Trump pen, and it speaks. I will be the greatest president that God ever created. Right. So that is, this is not from the inauguration, but it's a lot of fun. It also says this. Look, I'm really rich. Yeah. This is the, where that's going. That's in the deplore box. Somebody is going to get the pen. But wait, there's more, because whenever there's a presidential inauguration, apparently what happens is every single street vendor comes out and sells every single possible thing they can think of to put a Trump logo on. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter you know, what their political beliefs are. They're all about the money. And these people were everywhere, man. Buttons and hats. And look, I bought this hat for myself. 
I bought the gold one because, you know, gold, Trump, all that stuff. Anyway, and uh, and so I, I went crazy. I went probably a little too crazy. But I bought some great stuff, and I'm going to throw it all in the deplore box. And then, like I said, some lucky person... Some lucky person is going to is going to receive this in the mail. So, in addition to the pen, here's what else I got. This is gonna you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. Okay. Of course, I had to get a T-shirt. So, and there were a bunch of them to choose from. I found this one, which says, "Now it's our turn," and it's got Don and it says Trump, uh, and Donald Trump right there. Uh, 20, 217 presidential inauguration. Uh, I assume that's supposed to be Donald Trump. You guys like this? I hope you do, because guess what? This shirt is going in the box. There it is. All right, that's number one. Now I also got, look at this. This is this is a Donald, I don't know if you guys golf, but I felt this was appropriate because it says Trump on it, make America great again. It's red, 45th president of the USA. They spelled everything correctly, which was great because not everybody did. I'll be honest with you. Some people, some people a little embarrassing. They had some stuff out there that evidently they made at home and they didn't double check their spelling. This is a golf towel. See, it's got a little clip. And really apropos, because Donald Trump owns a lot, a lot of golf courses. So this uh, this is another towel. I got one for myself, too. Don't worry. And this one is going, guess where? In the deplore box. <laughs> Send it to Obama, because he does he does like to golf. That is, that is absolutely true. He does like to golf. All right. Uh, oh, this is cute. This is a button. You know, the buttons... Uh, this just has Mike Pence and Donald Trump. It says inauguration day, January 20th, 2017. This button. Now, here's the thing about the buttons. When I got to the inauguration, the buttons were $5 each. $5 each. As the day went on, they uh, they were two for five. Two for five. And then when I bought them, it was the end of the day. It was like the last thing I did before I left. And I walked outside and everybody had slashed the prices of buttons. They were uh, $2 a piece. So I got these buttons for $2 a piece. So it's a bargain. But, you know, again, same. Some of these buttons were worth $5. Your, uh, I got mine for, so it's a $5 value. It's yours free just for going to iTunes. That's going in the deplore box as well. Okay, now this next item, let me explain a little bit. I know that I got these things for my kids, and I thought, you know what? I have to get one for the deplore box too because this is, this is kind of, okay, this is leftover from, the election. And you, and you saw a lot of that too. There were a lot of people selling brand new stuff for the inaugural. A lot of people were just selling old leftover 2016 election things, which makes sense because, you know, this is really the last time you're going to have an audience around who would care about anything that says Donald Trump. And maybe you didn't sell some stuff. You, it would hate, you'd hate for it to go to waste. Um, you know, so I got these, these are little bears there. This one's still wrapped in plastic because, you know, some people like to play with toys. Others, like the 40-year-old virgin, just like to put them on a shelf and have them hang out for a while. So this says, this actually says, vote Trump 2016. Uh, so you can tell it's from the, it's from the election, um, from the election, uh, what do you call it? The uh, campaign trail and not actually the inauguration, but still it's cute. And maybe you didn't get one. It's got Donald Trump on there and his red hat. It says Trump 2016. It's kind of, you know, slightly creepy looking, but also very cute. And this goes, uh, Guess what? This goes in the deplore. I gave these to my kids too. So they have them as well. And, uh, and they think they're just like the coolest. My daughter slept with hers because, I mean, who wouldn't want to sleep with a Donald Trump bear? So that's going in the box. Then, all right, couple more. That's not even it. I know what you're thinking. Wow, how generous of you. What a great, look, you've got the bear, the golf towel. There's a button in here. There's a t-shirt. There's the pen. I know what you're thinking. 
that's enough stuff. That's plenty of stuff. And I know. But just like Donald Trump, I really want to go overboard. So I got this. I got this. This is great. This is, I'm going to open this because I want to show you. This is, first of all, made in China, like most of the things that you find for sale at the inauguration, made in China. And then uh, let me open it up for you. This is, this is great. I got one of these for the guy who cuts my hair. And I know what you're thinking. You have hair? I don't because he cuts it all off. But it's it's better. Here's the thing. Here's what I learned. It's better if you, do, if you have very little hair, not to grow what little that you have long because it just accentuates the fact that you've lost your hair. So just shave the rest of it down really, really tight and close to the uh, to the scalp and you'll look a thousand. It looks like then you meant to look like then you're cool. You're like, you want that bald look. You chose that bald look. That bald look looks good on you. That is your style. Instead of, you know, God just playing an evil trick on you. Um, so that's my tidbit. It, guys, when you start losing your hair, when you start losing your hair, just call it a day, man, and just vroom, take it all off. Keep it that way. And then no one thinks you're bald. They just think you're cool. At least that's what I tell myself. All right, look at this. This is great. You're going to love this. This is a Donald Trump flag. Look at this. Look at that. Wait, is that backwards? Oh, hold on. It goes, this thing is huge. Look, Donald Trump's face. I got to stand up for this. Donald Trump, the, the thing there, it's so big. 45th president. It's got the date on it. This flag is, you know what people were doing? They were buying these flags. These things were waving everywhere, by the way. And they were wearing them like capes, like superheroes. You know, like that. You could actually, oh, you know what you could do? Look, you could take the button. I just thought of this. This is great. And you can string it through the grommets. And check it out, dude. I just made myself like, look. Oh my God, I'm a superhero. Dun, 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 dun. How great is this? I'm fighting for freedom and justice in the American way. I love it. So you could do that, or you could just hang the flag up. You could wave it around, whatever you want to do. Um, this one's touching the ground right now, but it's okay because it's not an official American flag. But so the Trump flag, guess what? Oh, I guess I should probably put that. I should probably put that in the box because it's going. It's going in the... I, I got one for myself, too, so don't worry. Here we go. We're going to put the flag into the Deplora box. But wait, that's not all. That's not all. Let me move... I have to move out of the way here. Okay, so this hat that I'm wearing, all right? Let me explain. Here's, here's, it says Trump, 45th president of the United States. Now, here's the thing about this hat, okay? I saw a guy selling these hats. If you saw my video, you saw that there was a gold one and there was a silver one. And I bought them both because uh, I was going to give my friend Kelly, who's watching now. Hi, Kelly. Uh, she's been very supportive, and she always goes went to these rallies with her husband. She actually bought me my Make America Great Again hat because I didn't have one. And she brought me back signs and just you know always watches the show and shares with people, so we appreciate that. Anyway, so I wanted to get her a hat. I got her the gold and silver. Then I also later on found a black and pink one, which I bought for my wife. And my wife said, I don't want that crap. So, so what I did was I asked Kelly, which hat do you want? She chose the black and pink one, which is Trey. It's probably the cutest one. And then that left me the silver and the gold. Um, I'm quite partial to the gold myself. So the silver one, this is official uh, City Hunter USA gear. It's metallic silver. It says Trump, 45th president of the USA. Guess where this is going? Guess where this is going? It's going... It's going in the Deplora box. This is going in there too. So we're going to throw that in there. And then 
Uh, and then there's one more item. There's one. So this is uh, look, you guys. Look at this. Could you imagine how exciting it's going to be for somebody to go to their mailbox and open this up and see all this? OMG! You're going to be the coolest person you know. You probably already are because you watch the show, but. You're definitely going to, after this, be the coolest person you know. Uh, the flag, the bear, the hat, the pen, the t-shirt, the button, the golf towel. So the last, if you listen to my podcast over the weekend, or if you watch any of the videos, you know about this, you know that it's coming. But while I was at the uh, DC Bureau broadcasting, my doing my podcast, doing my show, uh, I was at the DC Bureau and they set me up in this little room and I was broadcasting on the Herman Cain show, uh, Eric Von Hessler, a bunch of other programs. And the building is situated like within spitting distance of the Capitol. If you look out the window, the Capitol Dome is staring back at you in the face. It's crazy. It, it's, it's a prime location in D.C., centrally located, steps from Capitol Hill. And the office building we were in, not only was the uh, Cox Media D.C. Bureau there, but Fox had a bureau there. NBC had a major bureau there. C-SPAN was broadcasting live from that same building. So it was a pretty important place. I was kind of shocked that they let me in. And uh, one day I had to go to the restroom. So anyway, as I was going to the bathroom, I thought to myself, I need something to read. And a lot of the offices have newspapers uh, that get delivered and they throw the newspaper down, you know, in front of the door or whatever. And I was looking around. I was like, all right, there's a USA Today. No, whatever. And as I'm walking down the hallway in the middle of the floor, there is a newspaper there, but it's not in front of anyone's door. It's not in a mailbox. It's not in front of an office. It's just literally laying in the middle of the hallway as if someone dropped it or, you know, kicked it or what. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but apparently what, what happened was, uh, you know, th this newspaper was, you know, I, I, I deemed it to be up for grabs because if something's laying on the floor, you know, to me, it's just like a penny, find a penny, pick it up. All the day you'll have good luck. So I picked up the newspaper. It was the Wall Street Journal, okay? And it was inauguration day. It's dated Friday, January 20th. But as I go into the restroom to read the paper, I look at the little label because there's a label on all the papers when they deliver them. That way they know who to deliver it to. And I and I gasped, like I audibly gasped, which is always awkward when you're in the restroom to let out an audible gasp because people give you funny looks. Uh, anyway, and I looked at the, the label and look whose paper I stole. Can you read what that says? It says, Kellyanne Conway polling. It may be a little blurry. Kellyanne Conway polling. Yeah, you probably can't see it. So I stole Kellyanne Conway, the first woman to successfully run a presidential campaign, the woman that helped get Donald Trump elected and is now one of his senior advisors. Kellyanne Conway, her office was right next to the DC Bureau where I was broadcasting live. And it turns out that I stole her inauguration day Wall Street Journal. Swear to God. There's a picture of Trump on the cover with Melania. It says January 20th. And there you can see it. Kellyanne Conway Polling Company, 400 North Capitol Street Northwest, number 790. I was like, this is fate. This is fate. The fact that of all the people in DC for me to steal a paper from, that it would be Donald Trump's senior advisor and campaign manager on inauguration day. I think, uh, I think that's phenomenal. So this of course is also going into the deplore box. There you have it. There it is. Boom. It is. Oh, this thing is great. Somebody is going to get this. Somebody that goes to iTunes subscribes to my podcast and writes a five-star review. I will be in contact within the next 24 hours. Uh, so if you hear from me and I'm asking for your mailing address, you'll know why. Because you're getting a deplorabox full of awesomeness.